It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekend Kickoff. We are at Urban Myers Pint House. Thanks to our friends at Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. And we are getting ready for Ohio State and Purdue Saturday at 3.30. Another absolutely huge November for Contenders showdown. There we go. Let's break it all down as we always do. That's Cardell Jones, Evan Spencer, Tyvis Powell, and Bobby Carpenter. I think that's three national champions and then him. Mm. I won one, too, round. <laughs> and the first, and the I first won one. Don't be, don't be, don't be <laughs> leaving downplay. me out. I'm, I'm just trying to bring the Bobby. juice early, Bob. That's <laughs> terrible. Jesus. Oh, we're hyping him up early. That's all Fake it is. news. Putting out fake news. <laughs> Dude, they weren't, click, right, they weren't, they weren't writing things. Phones, Their TVs, rings are cameras, bigger. all that stuff. We're still getting it. What? Ahead. Their rings are bigger. You didn't get as much bling on everything, yeah, Listen, everything gets uh, bigger and more that is, that is better. And like, we're, we're vi- prisoners of the moment. I just want to make sure that you're ready for the show so that you bring that full <laughs> effort tonight, Bob. I'm sorry. Well, I'm good to go. Okay. <laughs> all right. I appreciate that. What do we think, guys? It's back-to-back wins by nine points. I think uh, yeah. based on the feedback, everyone expected a couple 50-point wins, and I certainly <laughs> predicted more comfortable ones. <laughs> I wasn't accurate about it, but <laughs> can you be happy with what's happened the last two weeks? Where do you rate this Ohio, these Ohio State performances as you head into Saturday in Purdue, Cardinal? A, a win is a win. I mean, we're not going out there and say, hey, we disappointed because we only won by nine points and we didn't cover a spread. As long as you get that tick in the, that right tick in the right column when it comes to the end of the game, who cares? It'd be, you know, if it was possible to win by half a point, if they pull it off, <laughs> hey, on to the next one. Yeah. You know, but whoever thought that we'd be going into week, what is this, eight, nine? And saying this Purdue game it's is 11. huge. <laughs> right. I don't know what week it is. But I mean, look at that how big this. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh my God, we got a big, you know, big week here, Purdue game. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure some of those guys, and, and probably us as well, we looked at that schedule and said, okay, well, we get a little break here right. during the Purdue game, and then we got to regroup and get ready for Michigan State. But that's not the case. And even at that point, we didn't know what type of football team we were going to get out of Michigan State, right? So, Good like, point. That still could have been another, where I can call it a bye week of sorts, just in terms of where our minds were. But now we look at a Purdue team that's incredibly efficient in terms of passing the ball. I mean, they got receivers galore. I mean, their tight ends are running the ball and their quarterback's accurate. And then their, their defense isn't, you know, heck beaters or whatever, but it's, at the same time, they still keep their offense in it. And More of still, a being, but don't break. Yeah, and ironically, right. I mean, it was so funny. I've, been, I've seen so many Purdue games. I've seen four Purdue games, and whoever thought I'd <laughs> sitting down watching a Purdue game. But yeah, that right. defense is. What channels defense. are you watching? ESPN <laughs> <laughs> 4. One of those. And, uh, no, <laughs> that is but a no, true the, Big the, Ten fan right there. No, well, the big games. Yeah. The big games mean the big games that they played thus far, the ones they, you know, pulled out. College football U channel or something. But yeah, it's just crazy to see these guys. Yeah, their defense being, but no breaking the offense like Evan said is extremely efficient mm-hmm. yeah I mean Purdue has been you know they've been a team that's always every year you know they always get that one big win yeah. but shoot they, they they somebody to be reckoned with this year I mean but it's good though that they you know we got to watch them go against Michigan State yeah. last week because now Ohio State knows that they can't take this week off because they know well, Purdue is pretty legit right now you would have thought Michigan State would have known that after yeah. they beat Iowa two weeks before that well see but Iowa they, they looking real fraudulently right about they may have, but they still had a two beside of their name. So, yeah. like, if that doesn't get yeah. your attention, yeah. you can sit there and say they're not as good. But it's like the reverse being true where a coach like, hey, they're a lot better. I know they're not ranked and the record isn't great. It's like Nebraska. Yes. 
Like those two things can be true. Like the two is getting your attention as a player. Yeah. It's getting attention of television audiences. It's getting the attention nationally leading into the game. And I think I, I'd heard a stat. Purdue I think has more top five victories than any anybody. school, any yeah, other yeah, school, anybody and wow. ever. I mean, they're great at it. They come in there, and it's it's because they always usually, especially since like Drew Brees, you know, came in and, and they were there. Uh, Joe Tiller. Joe Tiller. I mean, what he was able to do when you can score points, you always have a chance to win. Yeah. Like, because you can just keep outrunning them. And eventually, like, if they make a mistake and you can go get them, like, you're in trouble. And you're, you feel like you're chasing that thing all the time. And that's what this team has been able to do. You know, if you're going to let David Belgo have 250 yards receiving on you and they throw for 500, you know, they may only have to rush for nine yards, 13 yards. <laughs> you know, it would be double what they had last Yeah, week. Wisconsin had a game plan for them. They came in, and this is, you know, Wisconsin looks a lot different now than they did before. But if you look between Michigan State and Purdue, or uh, Iowa, Wisconsin's jammed in there, and it's like a 30-13 to 13 victory. And they just pounded the football on them into submission. And they didn't let David Bell have 400 yards right. receiving. And so, like, you got up on them. You dictated the tempo. They, they always passed. But at that point, you knew what was going to happen. And you took away their best players. So when you're looking at this, guys, I mean, obviously, Ryan Day will say they have these two big wins. They're top five. They did this to Ohio State in 2018. You're on upset alert. But – Surely there's a part of this also where you're looking at what happened with Wisconsin. Like, this team has some holes that we can take advantage right. of. I mean, it, it's it's still a team that we could very much take advantage of and, and find ways that our offense works phenomenally in, right? Like, there's a lot of efficiency that we found in the, in the middle of that season and or in the beginning that we can find again, right? I mean, that's going to come with some things up front in terms of finding holes in our backfield and hitting them and being able to let that diversity come back in terms of our play calling and not leaning so much on one side. But, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I think that we got a good plan of attack, and, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much about Yeah, I think the, the confidence for Ohio State is the fact that we got, we got so many weapons that it's like if you, try, if you do shut the pass down, you know, Travion will go crazy. If you shut Travion down, we got – Three wide receivers because I think Gary Wilson coming back, and we got a tight end who's showing up now. So it's just it's it's too much. If it turns into a shootout, I like I like the Buckeyes. Well, let's not also forget this. I mean, Purdue allows less yards per game or less points per game than Ohio State. Like their yeah. defense isn't bad. No, like they've done it's a the, good job going up there. And I don't know if they have quite the skill in the back end, but their front seven's pretty good, and they can do a good job of shutting some things down. So this is going to be a big test for this Ohio State offensive line who. You know, it's great to be able to complain about things and wins. Get 400 yards passing, but you don't crack 100 rushing against Nebraska. They were good. They're sound yeah. up front. Need to be able to run the football, be able to get that done with Travion Henderson. We'll see how they're able to move. And it really wasn't Henderson in the backfield. It's the fact that, you know, individually all those players are really good up front. It's just being able to recognize things, stay on your blocks, making sure you're passing off stunts, all of those things to open up some of the lanes because they're going to need to run the football. And that's what everybody's expected. And we kind of fell into it like, hey, they want to go run for 250, 300 yards. Okay. And then Penn State came to town, and then all of a sudden you saw it against Nebraska. It's like, well, maybe we have a little bit of work to get yeah. done, and we just can't throw anybody out there. They need to work together. They need to be a cohesive unit. But it's going to be important against a team who wants to throw the ball as much as Purdue does to not – come out and go three and out and or you know have the ball possess the ball for a minute and change and then all of a sudden you throw your defense back out there and you get tired on the back end your rush gets tired you need to be able to control it and put together some drives i mean i'm gonna be interested sure. to look at this the, the, the offensive line specifically too because i mean there were three guys that graded out a champion in that last game but yet we didn't have the running proficiency that we had in the middle or in the earlier season so 
you know, I think that whatever that lack of chemistry or lack of hole hitting or, you know, vision, whatever it is, like, I feel like that's something hopefully that can get corrected in, in the film room and, and can be applied into this Purdue game because we have to get back to that, you know, not 250-250, but oh, yeah. working 250, somewhere. 250 so I, I'm about to say I'm with him on there. that. <laughs> we need to get back. 500, 500. Yeah, well, that's fine. But, you know, some, something to where I, I'm not seeing all of the concepts that you brought to this game by the start of the third quarter. Yeah, I think definitely. I want to. I'm interested to see the the stats and uh, uh, Bobby, you made a comment about Purdue giving up less uh, less points per game than Ohio State. Like I said before, this is a bend, but uh, this is a bend, but don't break defense. Yeah. I would love to see their stats and overall ranking in the red zone and just giving up big plays because watching these games versus these top opponents, I don't see the big plays. I see guys making tackles and guys making guys miss and things like that. That you that comes along with being you know playing a Division One football, yeah. but giving up the big plays, blown coverage, things like that, I don't see it from this defense. Well, and that's one thing I think that you know you talk about bend but don't break. If you look at Ohio State the last couple of weeks, started to compile yards and looking pretty good. But you've got to convert those into points. Yeah. Right. Field goals that's aren't going to cut it. Like, exactly. And that's why I think, like you said before, they're giving up less points in Ohio State because they getting them, teams are getting down there on them and they're making you drive the ball, you know, nickel and diamond them. But Ohio State, we got to put in the end zone. Well, that's, you, you have about 500 yards of offense and you only have 26 points to show for it. Like, yes. It should be more along 35, yeah. you know, 42 points if you're going to be driving the football like that. Bob, you played for a coach in a national championship team that would have been thrilled with eight field coach, goals. Coach, it's, it's not real. It's not real. No one, no one can win like that anymore. Like that, it's not. Oh, I, they don't even call it like. First of all, the way that football has evolved, it's impossible. If you hold a team to 17 points, you're doing a heck of a job. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, because of win. how you spread win. out it is, and if you're facing a good offense, sometimes I'll even concede 21. Just because it's really hard, because there's so many more plays now with the tempo and just the isolation and the way that they call pass interference and all these other penalties. You can't target everything else. Like. There hasn't been a rule that's been put in that's been makes it more difficult to get yards. <laughs> Everything is like, yeah, hey, easier. you're going to start the game with like well, shoot, they know 50 yards in your TV back pocket. Ratings too. Yeah. <laughs> it's offense, and I'm not debating that, but just it, it's impossible to do that. So you can't get down there and say, hey, we got to the 25, and that's what Purdue, we're not going to give up the home run, so we'll make you drive it. You get to the 25, all of a sudden you get a negative yardage play, you have a penalty, and now you're up against it. And it's tough to convert, you know, a third and 12 down there, and you don't get it, and we're kicking field goals. Right, no doubt. I mean, we've played two, two really good defenses that have shown us how difficult it actually is to convert in the red zone when you're playing quality opponents. I mean, not to say that anybody we weren't er earlier on, but as you get longer into the Big Ten season, right, it's now, all right, let's, let's play drop eight. And it's like, okay, well, we got three guys that can actually pressure your quarterback and, and get him off of his spot. <laughs> Are you going to score now? And that's, that's really something that, you know, I'm sure that we've got a million and a half plans to deal with, but the reasons why we're not seeing these touchdowns in, in the red zone. It's because they got to run the ball more. That's why. <laughs> you got to run know? the ball when you get down You do got to set the I tempo. I swear. Once we start running the ball more effectively in the red zone, those those field goals no will turn into points. No yeah, doubt. Got to run it when you get cold and whatever temperatures this weather brings <laughs> in the winter, uh, whatever out. technical issues you may have, Cosby Guys Heating and Cooling, they are your factory authorized Bryant Heating and Cooling dealer. They are ready to help. Cosby is committed to doing whatever it takes keep you and your family comfortable all year long whether you need a quick fix or a whole new heating system cosby heating and cooling has the best solution for you and your budget schedule your appointment today at cosbyhc.com bryant and cosby heating and cooling doing whatever it takes they are the presenting sponsor of weekend kickoff this week and it's that time for whatever it takes to win on saturday against purdue who needs to get it done i know that cardale's just going to say run the ball again that's become the weekly theme but we're going to start it off with you anyway. 
And, and exactly. For three weeks in a row, I'm going to go run the ball. And, uh, you know, uh, people always ask. What's I've got the it scouted, you know, Thomas. Exactly. People, people's always asking what's the quarterback's best friend or favorite receiver or things like that or favorite target. I always go back to the run game because if you got a good run game, now they can't key on to your passing game. Now they can't key on to, you know, your top guy and things like that. So until we get this ground game figured out against quality opponents, that's continue to be my uh, – uh, keys to whatever it takes to, to get past this game, even though, I mean, less than 100 yards and throw for 400, got it done last week. But I don't think that's a recipe for the things that Ohio State want to do as a team uh, in, in the long run. What do you, uh, what do you think that uh, you can attribute this to the last couple of weeks? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you start, you got to give our opponents some credit as well. Those guys watch film. Those guys are Division One athletes. Those guys are in the Big Ten. But but we still have to we still have to go to the right places in the and some of these beat blocks and these double teams and having our uh and our, having our heads in the right gap when it comes to the guys up front. And then the running back, we got to make the right cuts, to make make the right reads, and set up our blocks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. He is still a freshman. Thank you. Right. But then again, then we looking over the years at Ohio State and the success they have through the run game. I mean, a huge factor of that was the quarterback running as well. Mm-hmm. So well, the save it, save it, Cardale. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that the run game got to pick it up. It it he's he's well, too far down the outline. That'll be the second part of the show. We'll keep him around. All right, yeah. Evan. What do you got? Man, I don't know. I, I for me, I just think that it's with their quarterback and wanting to get comfortable and, and how accurate he actually is. I just put it on the D-line and making sure that they're, whether it's pressures or sacks, figuring out ways to get the quarterback off of his spot. Make him, I mean, obviously the, the, the recurring theme of make him uncomfortable. You know, uncomfortability will create an accuracy. Well, Ooh. you know, in, in this type of a game, I still like our interior guys better than theirs in terms of running the football. So that's going to be something that we take to the game regardless. Now let's figure out ways to pressure that quarterback so those, those hole shots into cover two, you know, on, on the short side of the field, aren't up and down before we can get there, right? Um, there's just more effects, more hands in, in front of them. So Maybe get a reroute on the outside. Well, that would be nice, that too. There, Michigan would, State apparently decided to stop way. doing that in, in, in uh, two down in the red zone, but that's another story. Um, How'd that work for them? Terrible. And the, corner, the corner's just sitting there watching the guy go right in front of him, and he scores a touchdown in the corner. I'm like, what are you doing? But <laughs> Bad ball. Uh, uh, Bad terrible ball. ball. Bad ball. <laughs> no hands on. Like, undisciplined players coached by undisciplined coaches. I mean, that's the reality of it. That's a hot topic right That's a Mel right Tucker direct quote that, he, that I heard him spit out. Mason. I will tell him not to his face. Hey, <laughs> what are we doing well, right you, here? You said it. You said it. Bobby, if it's on film, they're either coaching it or they're allowing it to happen. Yeah. That's what I heard from uh, Coach Fit. You either coach it or you allow it to happen. It's 100%. That's what I would say. It's fair. If I'm not yelling, I'm undisciplined. If I'm not asking you to get a reroute every day in practice, and then I'm going to be foolish enough to think that in, on game day, all of a sudden it's just going to happen. I mean, like, two. Cover two. Just sitting there. Like, inside of me, not outside. Go inside of me. Right We're here. getting breakdowns here. Like, we need, like, a little here. technique and everything. <laughs> Only here at Urban Meyer's Plant House on a Thursday yeah. night. We'll get, a, we'll get an overhead view here at some point. Get the turf. <laughs> get some movement right out here. Well, Lob mics, the whole bit. I think um, the guy who has his name on this building actually wanted that to happen. So of course. At some point it will. Of course. And so, you know, what I'm going to look at here. I'm going to go with Denzel Burke. He's been, you know, maybe him and Cam Brown. They've been, you know, two of the best. One's young, one's old. You know, they're going to be tasked with stopping David Bell. When you see number three out there, find him on the field. They have a number of good receivers. It's not like he's the only guy, but he's the guy that's got the most. Yeah. <laughs> he has 1,000 yards already in three games to go. Um, he's been really good. He's had multiple 200-yard games. And when they like, this is the thing. Tyler will tell you this. I mean, he played in the secondary. These offensive guys will tell you, like when they're moving him around and he's not in the same spot, 
they're moving him around for, for a reason. reason. So it's like, <laughs> let's get our antennas up. They're motioning it. They don't normally motion him. What are they motioning for? Uh, now maybe, we're going to put him in the slot because we don't want to throw oh, yeah. to him. Maybe it's a decoy sometimes, but a lot of times they're just doing that to see if you're going to adjust and what's going to happen. They're going to try to work you in different ways. So those guys, the whole secondary, but really Denzel Burke, Cam Brown, I would be a, a proponent of like, hey, we can double him every time and see if their other three guys can beat the rest of our secondary because I don't think that's going to be able to happen. But those guys have to be able to get reroutes, stick to him, play jump. He's really good at jump balls. You got to be able to find the ball when it's in the air. And Cam Brown, you know, he's been beat up, he's been hurt, but he does a really good job locating the ball in the air, doesn't panic, and really comes to play. So those two guys have got to do a great job on him. Well, well, he, la well last year we went against the top. Well, we went against a, uh, a quality receiver who happened to be the Heisman Trophy winner yeah. at the time, and they moved him around. I think uh, you know, Coach yeah. Combs should go back and look at that, or our DBs should go back and look at well, that. And I mean, it's hey, like, if he's in a slot versus linebacker, call a timeout. <laughs> right now, call a timeout. You're not seeing – I don't know that there's been any snaps all year outside the red zone where they played 4-4, right? I mean – yeah. Oh, no, and it's, and believe me, that's, he's played middle of the field safety. If you see that and you realize this guy's on this guy, like, hey, you, you tell your corner, you guys are on your own. I'm on this, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. right here. Like, yeah, but this sure. guy is who they're trying to get the ball to. If they beat you on the outside, then right. good for you. But this is Reed, one, two, and three right here. I was going secondary myself. Go I was, with him. Do it. Go I, with him. I, Go with him. I mean, this. Double it up. But everything that he said is 100% uh, true. Um, I think, you know, Denzel Burke, he has been having a great season. You know, he has some comments in the Penn State game about uh, Dodson and what, yeah. how he was something that he ain't worried about him and stuff like, like that. that. You know, I like, I like Not that. Not worried I, to I, the tune of 130 listen, yards. Or listen. But, uh, I don't feel like many of those came against Burke, to be honest. Uh, but, that's yeah. kind of true. But the thing is that what, what I've been what I've been noticed in the past couple of weeks is when they go against these receivers it's not like okay these receivers are talented they're going to catch the ball I'm not saying that Denzel's going to go out there or anybody in the secondary who's ever matched up it's not going to go out there and hold this man to zero catches that's just not going to happen I think the problem is is the yards after catch Penn State yep exposed us a tad bit in the secondary because they caught the ball and was making people miss mm -hmm. is you have to they, this secondary has to do a great job of getting him down on the ground if he does catch the ball it has to be a minimum of zero yards and on top of that as far as the safeties go you got to put a roof over everything don't let no deep balls go you got to be make sure you're deeper than the deepest and then wherever number three is like like bob said you need to lean towards that side and let the other receivers do what they will but number three cannot beat you so with the two of you right here you're saying the safeties put put that roof over the top Bob, the linebackers have to play underneath and cover, yeah. right, and work together. Because they work some stuff over the middle. It's not like they're just throwing a David Bell on the perimeter the whole yeah. time. So the guy underneath that needs to be out there defending in all passing situations is who? Steel Chambers. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I, I felt like you were going to make me say that anyway. I was going to make it. I mean, I didn't want You didn't see you know, the lead? I wanted to keep it rolling. I knew you were going to say it, but this guy, to me, uh, the way he played once he got unchained from the ejection last week, I think – I think he's the most productive player. I, I don't agree, actually. It's, it's I think he has to be out there all the time. I mean, yeah. you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I, for me, if I'm taking a Brian yeah. heating, cooling, whatever it takes guy at Steel Chambers. And, and you're not wrong in saying that. He's played really well. Listen, there's still things Steel needs to work on. He's very talented. What, what, what are they? Well, it's just recognition situations. When right. He's never played defense before. I'm going to say he never played the position so before. There's, there's defense things that never he, played this he's position. made some plays, but like there's still things where you can see there's a little bit of uncertainty right. where – Oh, like, I haven't really seen this before. Exactly. And it's not his fault. Like I said, he's very gifted, and you can see the plays that he right. makes. And when he sees it, he goes and he gets it. But 
I love, seeing it. I love watching him in yeah. practice every day because you can like literally watch him get better in front of your eyes because <laughs> it's like watching a, a, a kid play football who yeah. has never played, he hadn't played defense in so long and not at the college level. And so, okay, I did it that time. All right, come over and talk about it. Didn't work. Right. Okay, here's why. Boom, you do it. And the next time the mistake doesn't happen again. But it's just working him through that process of getting it in there and then you know, being out there. I mean, you know, Eichenberg's done a pretty good job. Cody Simon's done a good job. And I like being able to roll guys. Taraja, you know, veteran leader. Because if any of those guys go down, like Steelgate was out. Yeah. Like you don't want to just rely in college football now. They play too many plays to have guys right. just say, we're going to go out and you're going to get 80 plays a game. I mean, right. the receivers, we're, you know, left, right, and center. Yeah. We're, we're oh, uh, no, NASCAR changing. I played a couple of hundred. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. Oh, I remember Cal. Cal was. I had, uh, 100, I had 100 in Cal. Yeah. I had 100 in uh, we had, Illinois. We had just shy of it. When did you have 100 again? I had Illinois. 116 in Illinois. Yeah. We went to Illinois. Because like, I played. I played is that the game that we won by seven? It was like seven to nothing. Was it? No. Jake Stonebrenner no. had that catch in the no. middle. No, 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 no. That was your freshman year. Yeah, it was my freshman, your freshman year. year. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the worst. But it's, it's, tough to, it's tough it to was, ask yeah. guys. It's it, not fair to ask guys. It was, it was Roby's last, so it was 2013. Because yeah. Roby had a pick they, six that game. They ran. <laughs> Illinois was able to keep their offense on the field all day. It was kind of an ugly uh, – yeah, the weather wasn't nice in Champaign, if you can believe it. It was a dreary day, and Tyvis just spent all day out there chasing downtown. Well, I had to do all. What happened was somebody got hurt, and I had to do all four special teams as well. Ooh. So team I was guy. playing, and, and they ran. They base was eleven. So <laughs> yeah, I was on the field all the time on That's defense. Good. So it was, That's right. You were playing star then. Yeah. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That so there's an IV at the end of that game for sure. That's right. I got I got a couple of days off. <laughs> so we don't want to have to ask guys to do that because it's not really fair to ask them of that. Right. We're going to get our IVs at halftime right now. Oh, yeah. Coors Light and Vizzies. We're going to reload, take a quick break here on uh, weekend kickoff. It's brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We'll be back for a lot more talk about Ohio State and Purdue after this. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter... Here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Cosby Heating and Cooling. Find them at CosbyHC.com. And now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at RoostersWins.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. All right, we're taking a break from Bryant Heating and Cooling weekend hit kickoff. We've got Paul from Cosby Heating and Cooling hanging out with us again. Give us some information. Pick the score of the game. And let us know how to take care of our energy prices right now. It's like I think everybody's worried about that. Well, I, I, I'm particularly worried about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> where do you want to start? Oh, I, I don't know where to start. Sco score of the game. Let's start with that one. Okay, that's the easy one. That's, that's an easy one. 32-17. Um, 32-17. How, how have you felt about the Buckeyes the last couple weeks? A little worrisome. <laughs> a lot of talent, though. Yeah. Lots of talent. So that helps. Be fine. Lots of talent at Cosby as well. So if you're coming in to try and help, what's the first 
first question that people ask that you, or that they don't ask that they think you think they should? Um, first question. That's a good one. Um, I would say that the first question they don't ask is, you know, why, why should I maintain my equipment? Sure. Um, they don't pay any attention to it. It's kind of like their washer and dryer. As long as it works, hey, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it breaks down, then we have a problem. Sure. Uh, but but your furnace, air conditioner, whatever you're using, you need to maintain that equipment. Um, you know, they're talking right now, and energy prices are going up 30 to 50% right now. So, you know, how do we, how do we solve that? Okay, you're talking about somebody that maybe had a $60 gas bill. All of a sudden, they're talking 90 100 bucks. Right. That's a lot of money out of somebody's pocket. So the you know, first thing I tell them is maintain your equipment. Let's get it running at peak efficiency. Um, and, and as soon as you can get comfortable in your house, turn the thermostat down a degree. Because then you'll start seeing real saving. Gotcha. Um, it's kind of like your gas pedal in your car. You can let off a little bit and start saving some gas. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, when you're talking about that kind of upkeep, I mean, what would you recommend to somebody? How often do they need to be calling you guys to, to come out or, or anything like that? Once a season. Okay. Um, you know, prior to heating season, prior to cooling season, have somebody come out and you know, make sure your filters change, make sure all, everything's, uh, all the electrical connections are tight. Everything's, everything's up and running properly. Uh, at Cosby, we do actually do a combustion analysis on your furnace. So we can tell you if you've got a 90% furnace, if it's actually running at 90% okay. or if it needs adjusting. Um, and then we'll do those adjustments for you to get it running at peak performance. So to come get one of those uh, those checks there, like where do they find Cosby? How can they get in touch with you to make sure that they get that peak performance? Well, they can call us at 740-393-4328 or they can see us on the web at, at CosbyHC.com. All right, that's it. He's already given his score prediction. He's confident on Saturday. He's got some help for you. He's Paul Cosby Heating and Cooling. They help bring you weekend kickoff, which is brought to you by Cosby and Bryant Heating and Cooling. Thanks for having us, man. Well, thank you. All right, back to the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, welcome back. It's the second half. It's weekend kickoff. It's brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. And we are getting into it as we always do. That third quarter kickoff, it's the buyer's auto. Question for Cardale. Uh Uh-oh, boy. He wanted to talk about Uh early on his favorite topic in the world, the quarterback run game. All week, I, I don't think I've ever been asked one question about one player and one game more times than does C.J. Stroud need to run the football more. I'm curious, very curious, your answer. Buyer's mm. auto question for Cardale. Um, and this is, this is what I feared last week when we started talking about the Heisman watch and how good of a player that he's developed to become and things like that. To me, CJ plays until, into the media too much. 
and you can tell by his comments. Like, mm-hmm. if certain things aren't said by your coaches behind closed doors, you don't need to address them. You don't need to address why you don't run the ball. Right. I see something like, oh, I don't run the ball. I'm not a runner. Like, you don't if, need if to job, say that. If my yeah, job right. was to run, I would be the running back. Right. Well, you don't need to say that. Right. I mean, we, we understand that. And I do think in certain situations where your first, second, third, and fourth read isn't there, you should probably start to move uh, north and well north up the field instead yep. of the lateral trying to you know find something downfield when there's no one ten yards in front right. of you. Uh, but Man, be, fifteen maybe solid fifteen. Yeah. Not trying to be nice. That's my guy still. Um, <laughs> but far as the quarterback run game and design runs, a lot of zone read. No, I don't think they need to do that with him to win. But I think he needs to show a little bit more times during the games and uh, some of these big situations that it, it comes up in um, that he is not afraid to, to tuck it and run. Right. And I remember, I mean, one of the, the Penn State game when he tucked the ball and ran for him like five yards. As soon as he tucked it, the crowd went crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he got three to five yards. Yeah. Like, oh, he can run. Like, yeah, you got to be able to keep guys honest. I mean, shoot, we see a few weeks ago, Peyton, I mean, not Peyton, Tom Brady, you know, ran for a first down four yards and he got the, you know. His team Tom back. Brady we need did to, it once and now it's all I hear about from well, Bob. Yeah. It's because, but still, you, you have, it's the same thing Cardell's been saying. I'm not asking you to run the zone read yeah. and run Q power like you used to have to do. Third and six, Q power. Seven, 16, 17, what do you want to go? That's, that's the thing. Okay. I want to go. We don't need that. I'm we got saying, numbers, hey, let's ride. Yeah. When it's like second and 10 and we've drifted out of the pocket, we've looked yeah. around. And the linebackers and underneath coverage have drifted 16, 17 yards right. deep. Yeah. And you can go get eight yards. And you don't. Uh, you can slide, get out of bounds. Bobby. I'm not even saying you got to take a hit. Yeah. They don't want to put it on tape. they saving yeah. it for later on. Coach, they don't want <laughs> he's just, I think the, he's the playing. Second level, the second level will yeah. be there if you come up and do it. All you got to do is like, I, oh, crap. That guy, he, he, he will run it just every once in a while. And so totally it, 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 it'll pull. You fake like you're running. You saw Justin. Fake like he was going to run. And, Boom, drop it over the top, touchdown. Because you pulled those underneath guys up. Because yep. the last thing they want to feel is like, man, I just gave up 15 yards. It was third and eight, and I'm so far deep, and I'm not even looking at him anymore. Yeah, it's no, I, I, I totally agree with you, man. Because looking back, I, I mean, I didn't consider myself as a running quarterback or a huge threat to run. Yeah. Don't ask Alabama more, that. We'll put that, on, we'll put that <laughs> tape out well, there. That was we'll more, pull that film well, out. well, it wasn't, yeah, we more, it wasn't like we design runs, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I yeah. think the quarterback is more effective in a run game yeah. when his first, second, third read is in there. Oh, you think I got everything covered? Oh, let me take off and run. Right. Versus, That's okay, let me take my jump step and take a power right at you. No. But. I think, you know, when it comes to guys that open downfield, they'll try to force the ball or throw it right. away. Just, you know, get what you can and get down and get out. I mean, that's – for my my thing about it is, like, before you snap the ball, you have to have an idea what your coverage is going to be, period. Right. right. So if I, if I see two high safeties, right, and then I see a man principal somewhere or another, I know I am not covered. So whatever starts happening, if that slant isn't open and then the seam's not open, like – and I find a seam – Nobody's saying go out there and do seven Braxton Miller spin moves, but you know, <laughs> find your way, and then once people get close, get down. Give yourself up. Yeah, but yeah, understand just, your coverage and play with your eyes. That's yeah, my biggest I think thing. he's just playing too much into this, what we are talking about, the right. media, the fans, and all that other stuff, and just the, the stereotypical, oh, he's not an athlete, he's a quarterback. I think go out there and play a game. You go, look at some of his high, you go look at his high school tape. He ran the ball significantly a lot, right. you know, and he was a really good threat to run the ball, definitely when in scramble situations. 
I don't know what his issue is now or why he don't want to run a ball. I think he thinks but. that the receivers is probably, you know, he got so much talent at wide receiver. He thinks if I just buy an extra second, sure. you know, somebody's going to yeah. get open and well, they're, they're going to get you further know, I would, the field. I would think that if he didn't make the comments he made. He plays too much into the media. And we yeah. said this. I'm like, I don't – like, he just plays too well, much to I the mean, media. I think C.J. Stroud reminds me of a guy that as soon as the game is over, good, bad, and different, he going on social media to see what everybody's saying about him. Yeah. And then especially the next Getting couple of days. Mentions. He better, yeah. not, he better not after that first week. He did well, I, I guarantee you. you look at his, look at his comments. The comments, the way he gives interviews, the way he speaks, it's not like he's replying to a tweet. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I know what they're saying about me, and, and I'm just still young. And, and if I was to run the ball, like, dude. Yeah. Who's saying that? No one brought that up. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like, hey, man, I know you had a good game passing ball. You guys couldn't get the game right. Yeah, but if I was a running back, whoa, whoa. We might talk. Like, he's playing too <laughs> yeah. much into that. Yeah. Like, just play your game. I think right. Justin Bieber said, I don't need no mentions. I just need your attention. I mean, is that <laughs> what we're talking about here? Exactly. I can't name a Justin Bieber what? song. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that your specialty was Bobby nice. is here. Not like yeah. wow. We'll go out in the car and press Let's play see. and see what we got. Over what? There. Where's this Bieber song allegedly <laughs> here, from? Here's the thing. He's I, fresh off the lyrics, man. I can, do a, I can do a lot of things. I'm not just the guy who's going <laughs> to sit back and throw the football. <laughs> Well, what I was going to say is that, like, you know, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, like, Carla might be able to back me up here. Like, sometimes quarterbacks just say, like, hey, I want to establish myself as X. So these first couple games, yeah, it's our first time to have the chance to get with him. Well, like, maybe whether it is right, wrong, or indifferent in terms of him deciding, it's, hey, I want to show the world that I am accurate, I can drop dimes. He's all those things, though. Correct. Like, that's my point. And I'm also saying that he needs to play with his eyes more. Listen, they playing chess, not checkers. They saving it for bowl season. He gonna run all over these (laughs) things when we get to the bowl. You guys all know way more football than I ever will, but there's pieces of everything you said that I think there's no one way to answer it. Yeah. Evan, when you talk about him playing with his eyes, I think that right now, uh, and I'm, this is a little bit of an educated guess, I would say, that with a first-time starting quarterback playing his eighth game, the way that Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson and Corey Dennis are, fair. are coaching him are that those eyes need to be on the most talented players on the That's field, fair. which are the receivers. Now, again, as, Car- as you guys are both saying, as he gets more experience, maybe – you understand that, all right, I gave these guys that chance. Now I'll take the four and five. So I'm not saying that any part of that is wrong. You guys are absolutely right. But I think last week was an example of poor decision-making, but not necessarily an unwillingness or reluctance to run. Do do you think he's afraid that Stephen A. Smith will call him a running quarterback? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, my opinion? Maybe. Let's seriously. What happened to Dwayne? Seriously? What is yes. wrong with you, Bob? That, yes. that was real. I How mean, did that happen to Dwayne? I'm dead serious. I think that's what he don't want to get labeled as. He's not a running quarterback. He's not a great athlete. I mean, it's fine. He's a great passer. I'm not saying you have to be a great athlete to run the ball. I think that's where he gets scared. I think that's, that's crazy. You know what? I thought we were labeled that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> just maybe, the shoulder isn't 100%. He don't want to take a hit on That's it. fine. I'm not asking you that to go hit anybody. I'm asking you to get five or six yards and so you can slide it out. I'm and, not going to say you're soft. I'm not going to say any of those things. Just... When right, the last time you seen an Ohio State quarterback slide? When the, uh, Justin Fields Justin, used to slide. Did he, slide? he wasn't a great yeah. slider. No, they had, he was a bad. He, got, I mean, he was a baseball player too. Which that was, was the crazy. weird part. What well, the that? He 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 Dwayne definitely did not know how to slide. The, the goal line Cardale offense. never even. Whether you got eighty yards to go, I'm not trying to slide. The goal line offense, whether you got eighty yards to go or ten yards to go, is still to get ten yards, get the first down, move the chain. So understand that I can play downfield the whole freaking game sure yeah i got a dude here dude here and they're winning fine but like 
you know, six seconds into the play, seven seconds into the play, take your six yards on first down. Well, <laughs> you, do you understand what? all of Wait. the plays that we can run from second and four? Yeah. Like, come on. It's but, easier for the quarterback. Yeah, but it's guess so what? We're talking all this way. They should be doing guess what? They still winning. They're winning. Okay. <laughs> They're winning. Still winning. I mean, it, it's our so, job to if, come up hey, here and talk if, about if it. If Ryan Day ain't telling him that it's going to sound like you need to run the ball more, guess no. what? He don't need to well, do right. here's, And here's the other part to that, Cardale and, and Evan. I think <laughs> that this is a coach – who doesn't care about second and five. And he'll talk about staying Ooh. on schedule and not giving up negative that's, plays. That's tough. Because right they can get second and ten and third and ten more consistently than anyone else in the country. Right so, now. Well, sure. And they, they haven't finished the red zone. <laughs> but if he is coaching this and asking him to do these things and not pulling him for not running, well, that tells me he is okay in coaching them to keep the eyes down the field in the hopes that he's taking a touchdown or, that's fair. or nothing. I mean, and I could be very wrong about that, but that's certainly the sense that I've got about the way they're coaching it or the yeah. way they're playing it. I mean, it, totally fair. And you've got to think, like, just think about, like, the talent that we have across the board. Uh, backs out of the backfield in the passing game, tight ends, receivers, et cetera. Like, 100% with you. And, and, and Bobby and I's reaction where the better those defenses get, the tighter those windows yeah. get. Yeah. Second and 10 is a horrible place to have to play. A, like, a I'm, talk, I'm, not, I'm not worried. <laughs> I mean, Purdue's real. Michigan. I'm talking about right. hopefully we're playing the, the Georgia right. Bulldogs at some point in time. Sure. Yeah. Teams like that. No, he better, even against, even against Michigan, like, hey. Ass kicked at second. You know, <laughs> but you, you know what? There. You know what, though? When we say we do play the Georgia Bulldogs, you know what they're gonna, that defense coordinator going to come in there and say? He has not shown a run. 100%. All this, so, you, and so, so it'll be wide open. That's all what I'm saying. Man. All two men, all bracket. We need to, we need to call he, sports The quarterback somewhere has like, not shown that he will run, so we don't have to worry about him in the run. Set up a line for Tyvis to Put a bet in. Listen, I would, listen, <laughs> I would come over. I'm just going to tweet y'all. Told y'all. <laughs> well, I thought that that uh, buyer's auto question for Cardale might get heated. And that, that's great insight. It's been a fun week of that. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Speaking of which, it's time for some Coors Light Silver Bullets picks. 19 is the number. Zach's not here. He's down in Mexico. Probably already gambling on the game. <laughs> that's a big number to me. I, D- down yeah. in Mexico, you don't gamble in money. You gamble in blood and flesh. July. Well, Zach. It was July. Yeah. So. Do you think that Zach's unafraid? Un- yeah, he, he, no. he might not make it back. It depends <laughs> what, what he take it. Um, yeah, 19 is a big number. I think so. And um, uh, I'm going to have to, before we get to our picks, I'm laying it right now. I'm going against it. This Purdue uh, oh, wow. team is uh, <laughs> somewhat in the driver's seat of their side of. They got a four-way tie on that side. Yeah. So, yeah but they are, they are involved in that. Yeah. So they're not. I don't think they. Have you ever been involved in that before, Cardell? <laughs> four way. A four way tie. Nah. Where everybody wins. <laughs> no losers. <laughs> everybody sounds gets like, a trophy. Sounds like a great night on High Street. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, I got I got Buckeyes, thirty five. I got Purdue, twenty eight. Twenty eight. Oh goodness. Twenty eight. You're gonna give me that anxiety like twenty eighteen. Yeah. Well, Lafayette. I mean, my my number is probably gonna be not. I guess it, it, it's better maybe with a late score at the end, but I'm going 31-17. Um, and for reasons of, like, it's unfortunate, but I see it being very similar to, like, a slow to score. Um, <laughs> why is this defense, you know, being as productive in the low red as they are type of game? Unfortunately, yeah, said, like, like you know, said, show me that I'm wrong here. I'd love to be wrong in this, but, <laughs> you but, know, we'll, we'll, we'll get our plays. You know, we, we always have schemes where <clears> – <throat> 
one or two guys will score no matter what they're going to show us. And, yeah, I mean, and hopefully that helps. But I'm just going with a, I'm just going with a similar. I'm just going with a with a with a low scoring shootout. I just don't think we hold them to 17 points. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what well, I do because I'm saying that like somebody on the defense steps up, whether it's D line and or the secondary and yeah. clamps it up and says, hey, you know, this is what we're here to do with the weeks to come. This, is, this would be a great week to do that. Well, it's it's got to happen right. eventually. It's right. got to happen eventually. Does it? I mean, uh, hope. <laughs> hope. Yes, hope. <laughs> hope is the answer to that I'm going to go – I'm going to be real close to Evan here. I think there's a lot of field goals. You know, and that's the thing. Purdue can mm. move the football, but if you just get them down, it's really tough to throw the football in the low red. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the windows are really tight. Especially when you have a pass rush like Ohio State, what thirty-five sacks or something? Yeah, you know, they're one best of the best in the country. Best in the country now. We and we were on the defensive line, on them, on them, on them. Now they're producing now at a high rate, and that's despite the fact they're getting held seemingly every play, multiple <laughs> players. Like it's like the, the ref that doesn't even have the refs don't even see it. They don't it's, care about it. It's absolutely crazy how bad it is. It really is. I, I don't think I've ever seen this much holding that's like that egregious. And so I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Purdue 16 touchdown, three field goals. You tighten mm. up in the red, you give Good them one, God. and I hope that the offense gets a little better. Purdue's been good, bend but don't break. But I'm gonna look at like okay, maybe three touchdowns, three field goals, put together six drives, you get 30, 30, 16. A lot of drives. You're inside the number. It's an odd number. It really is. But what, yeah, because when you start kicking a lot of field goals, so is 26. When was the last yeah, time you saw that? Very good. Noah Ruggles, baby. Man, y'all got some good impactful. Those were the scores that I played with because it was like, hey, okay, if we kick 12 points, well, you had four Nuge. field goals. You yeah. had Nuge. So it's a it was time we scored story. 19 points, I think, in a game. Yeah, because Nuge was the man. Jeez. Well,. We played, we played to Nugent. You have no <laughs> idea what it's like playing defense. Like, hey, you, if you give up more than 13, your odds of winning dive below like 25%. You know what the problem for that 2002 title team was? Prinzel just wasn't keeping them honest with his legs. They just, he just <laughs> oh my God. They just didn't. He wasn't playing with his eyes. They just Craig, <laughs> Craig was running Q Power before Q Power was the deal. <laughs> like, hey, we're he playing really Miami. Was. How can we get an extra guy? Hey, Craig, you're going to run it 17 times against Vilma and DJ uh, and and Williams. Yeah, and good luck. Freaking uh, Vince Wilfork. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just I looked at Craig's eyes one time. And it looked like I was looking at these two pieces of ice right here on his face during that game. It's like, you been alive? Like, how times you've been hit in the skull by these dudes? Uh, just have to pull it once or twice, and then it's good. Man, I think I'm going to go 38-24. 38-24. Yeah. You're doing the math. 38-24. What do you like about those numbers, Tavis? Well, I know we struggle a little bit in the red zone, so I expect us to get about two field goals. But then again, that, it's just the, the way that that offense is set up. I think that they just, you know, once they get going, it's kind of hard to stop. And I think you know, once they figure out, once they punch it in, I think they're going to punch it in, field goal, punch it in, field goal, Mine punch it in, punch it in. Four field. Is that, wow. did I, is that correct, man? That's 28 <laughs> plus six. So I'm still trying to couple do it. more. <laughs> <laughs> So all of you guys, I believe, have Purdue covering in an Ohio State win. So Austin's going to say 65-7. Buckeye, clearly. <laughs> clearly. I was, and then I he's going to come out that, here and say he's a genius. I was drinking week. that Kool-Aid for like the first, like, first six weeks. and then the last it was two, the He talked me into it the when last I was, time. When I was, like I was getting the score exactly right week after yeah. week, it tasted really good. You're like Jim Jones over here. Oh. We're all drinking the Kool-Aid following we Haley's comment. And then like, next thing you know, we're 
that make a lot of really good batches and then one just happens to be bad. Yes. I, I don't know what to do about that. What but you got? 41-21. Cover City again. <laughs> just barely. But I, I don't see Purdue, like, all this talk we've had about the run game, like they've got to do it in the red zone. But Purdue still is not going to be able to stop Ohio State's passing attack. That secondary is outmatched. You get Garrett Wilson back this week from the concussion. Uh, obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba and C.J. Stroud airing it out with Chris Olave. I, just, I don't see how they have an answer for that. Eventually, the superior talent is going to win out in November. It's for contenders. For contenders. And I think Ohio State is still one of the best contenders in the country. Yeah. Uh, are any of you concerned that it might go the other way on 1 to 10? Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think this is a cakewalk or easy win <laughs> no. for either team, but I, I think I'm going to throw talent out the window on this, so I'm going to disagree with you on that. Yeah. They don't have the talent to match up. I mean, they didn't have the talent versus Michigan State, I would argue. Um, Iowa kind of a little fugazi. But um, like I said, they, they're playing for – when last time Purdue been in conversations about – being able to represent their side of the Big Ten Championship game. I can't remember. I don't believe that's when ever Drew, happened. Drew so they're one. Yeah, right. I mean, they know what's at stake. So I think, uh, you know, talent goes out the window um, to a certain point because it's still a talented team. But I'm not worried that much about them coming here and getting a W, but I think it's no. possible. No, I mean, think about those last two defenses we played. Like, it was at, at all costs, we're going to try to win first. We're going to try to win second. We're going to try to win third. If they're going for it, we're going to try to win on fourth down. And not to say that it isn't. You know, a lot of teams come in here trying to do that, but but like everybody to a man who's played at Ohio State understands that like when we play teams, it's a little bit different. The last couple defenses that we've played, yes, they've been good from a statistical standpoint, but they've stepped up, right? They they've definitely played above themselves, and I would expect Purdue to do no differently than the teams that we've played already, right? I mean, they have something to play for. They've they've got reputation to build, right? I mean, heck, they're 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 trying to find their own version of. uh, Indiana's love from last year, right? Uh, but heck, they're they're beating quality teams with with trending coaches and opponents. So um, think that they're going to come in here with a lot of stuff and a lot of trickery just to get us off kilter and try to get it up. Well, and think about this too. You know, despite what teams are ranked now, you know they went into Iowa City, beat Iowa, and they beat Michigan State at home. And looking at that, like they've been in big games late in the game. And so they're not going to be afraid of the moment. And that's sometimes right. when you're a team that, you know, maybe you haven't been there before and you're unranked. Like, you see them start to falter and make mistakes. They're not they, – they have proven that they can make those big plays. And so this isn't something where they're going to fold or they're going to give you the game away. So this is something that Ohio State's got to take. Like, I would say on a 1 to 10, maybe 2 or 3. If it was in West Lafayette, it might be a little bit higher. Right. Uh, but the fact that it's at home – you know, whether we'll see exactly what it's going to be. Is it supposed to rain tomorrow? I know it's going to be cool, cooler. Not tomorrow, but High is 43, that's all I know. Potentially Saturday. on Saturday. Yeah, and that's what I meant. Yeah, on Saturday. So maybe a little rain, like, okay, so it shouldn't be great. I don't think that's why it'll be super high scoring, but... I don't know why you were worried about tomorrow's weather. I'm sorry, Bob. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> great. I lose track of days. I mean, lose track of the days. But it's, it's exciting to see. So I think it... You know, they've been in this moment. They've been here. They played Ohio State. They've they beaten Ohio State. Like, right. those guys, that they, they show up to film. There was one point in time, I think they'd won three of the last seven games against the Buckeyes. So, they, they know what it's about. They have a history of doing this. But I don't think it happens on Saturday. I'll say three. It depends on – it all depends on the secondary for me. 
Depends on if they let David Bell go for 200 yards and pull the Rondell Moore game again. or oh, Come on. Don't, I, don't put that evil on I'm him. just saying. It's a, it's a possibility. Don't speak that evil. It's a possibility. <laughs> we, he asked me my opinion. It's a possibility. If that happens, then we, you know. Well, but, I'm, but I just. If they get Rondell Moore back, that would be news, and that would be a problem. Yeah. So, but I don't. Yeah, three. I gotta, it all depends on how the secondary right. play for me. Well, that's five picks. They're brought to you by Coors Light. The Silver Bullets and Busy. Everybody's picking the Buckeyes in this one on Saturday. We will find out at 3.30 in the Horseshoe. Hope everybody enjoys that. Weekend kickoff, as always, is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems, Byers Auto, Coors Light. These great guys, Cardale Jones, Evan Spencer, Bobby Carpenter, and Tyvis Powell. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. I am just Austin Ward, and we'll see you next Thursday as Ohio State gets ready for another big one in the Horseshoe. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.